Welcome to Harvest Time. I'm glad you joined with us on the weekend before Christmas time. It's hard to believe we're just a few days away. And as well, I'm looking forward to introducing you to a young couple. And um, they're smiling as I'm saying that. In just a moment, we'll introduce the love most to you. But before we do, I want to remind you that this particular weekend is a full weekend. Uh, this is aired on Friday night. Our own college students are singing at Leo Palace as a um, Christmas uh, concert there on Saturday. There's multiple activities that are happening. And of course, on Sunday, 9.30 starts the activities for us the first day of the week. On December 18th, as we'll have a variety of Sunday school classes, adult Bible fellowship classes, nursery provided, children, teen um, Sunday school classes, all of that, 9.30 here at Harvest Baptist Church. If you don't know where to go, and we've had guests visiting every single week, uh, head straight to the kiosk in front of the church building, and uh, they'll direct you to where you need to be. And then at 10.30 is our combined Um, And I say combined because we do provide nursery and some children's ministries, uh, but all the adults, teenagers together in the auditorium for our worship service. At 1030, it's a continuation of a theme we've been running, Christmas Calls. It started three weeks ago with the drama by our college students, A Call to Faith. Last week, Christmas Calls, a A Call to Peace and Now this Sunday, a call to goodwill. Uh, The angels said, peace on earth, goodwill towards man. What in the world did that mean? Did that mean that because uh, there is peace, we're just supposed to give goodwill to every man? I think there's some rich meaning to that, and it will make great application on take-home truths on Sunday. Of course, we'll be singing a whole lot of Christmas carols and Christmas songs and specials. It's always a hopefully invigorating time spiritually. We'd welcome you out. And then this Sunday night, uh, we do have our family Bible hour at six o'clock, a chance again to have some, some Christmas music. We'll have a children's story and we'll take uh, some time also uh, around what we call the Lord's table. Actually, the Bible calls it the communion. And uh, Christmas is actually not just the, Chris, the, the, the Mass for Christ, but it is a time that we focus on who Christ is and uh, the grace that he gave to us and the remembrance, and we'll talk about that on Sunday night. So it's a full day. Plan your day accordingly. Uh, really is a great day, not just a family day. The Bible says it's the Lord's Day, and the new believers in the New Testament church worshiped on the Lord's Day. And of course, for us, uh, next week, uh, the academy is, is out of school. The college is, is out for the holidays as well. We are here available for you. If you've got questions or comments or would like some counsel, don't hesitate to call the church office. We'd be happy to help you next week. Well, it's a privilege today to have the Love Most. That is Ray and Betty Ann Love Most. So first of all, welcome to both of you. We're glad you're here. Thank you, Pastor. And Betty? Hello. <laughs> you you seem like a calf at a new gate, like you're just not sure what's going to happen here, <laughs> I'm not sure. Betty. But, but we're glad okay. you guys. Is this the first time, first of all, together you've all been on the radio? Together, yes. Yeah, together. Because you've been on before. You I interviewed recall. me when I came back from the Gulf. Yes. Um, well, as our listening audience knows, this particular program has morphed into uh, opportunities for our listening audience to get to know people that are here at Harvest. I can't think of another couple that has been here as long as both of you have been. There are some names in there, 
the bendos, the odor mats, and who else do we see? The Eckerts would be ones that you all have been around. The Augens, John and Anna as well, been for many, many years. And, of course, Marie Hamrick, who mm-hmm. you mentioned, Betty, you played for her wedding. Is yes. that right? Yes. What year was year. that? 1986. Wow. 1986. I think some of our listening audience wasn't even born back in 1986. <laughs> so 1986. So let's start there, uh, Betty. Um, what brought you to Guam? What were you doing here? Well, I was, I was going to Maranatha, and it was, I was roommates with Mary Ryan, Mary Delaney. She's a yes, mis- she was a yes, missionary yes, to Singapore. Right. And we were roommates, and she was engaged to Pat Delaney, and we were roommates. She, I was a freshman, and she was a junior, and she was talking all about Guam, and she showed me this photo album. She said, I'm going to teach in a school in Guam, and I said, where's Guam? <laughs> but anyway, she showed me this picture, and all the students were all different nationalities, and I said, well, what, what, where are they from? And she said, the Philippines, and... Korea and everything and I don't know I think those pictures that I saw really captured my mm-hmm. heart and I think that's kind of where it began. Wow now where are so, you from originally? Betty? I'm from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania so this <clears throat> weather is not exactly Pennsylvania like. No. Wow and you went to Maranatha uh, you you went there for education you always wanted to teach uh, what was on your heart at a young I age? I really didn't know what I wanted to do but I liked music and piano so I I studied music education, and I'm glad that I had taken the education as well. And so I did, you know, the piano recital. And um, so I guess, but, you know, at Maranatha, Dr. Cedarholm would always say, you know, we're, we're training you to serve the Lord, to go out to the world. And so we, we were always constantly right. learning about missions. Right. Wow. And so I think that's where the seed was planted and you know, Lord, I'll send me anywhere. Yeah. So. And for your education to complete that particular thought, you just finished out your master's also, I believe, correct? Yes. Yeah, congratulations. Years later. Well, it's, you know, we're all, all ongoing we're education. Sure, we're sure. Learning. Might as well sure. cash in. If I can do it, anybody can yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> now, going so. to Maranatha would tell me that uh, for you, you must have met the Lord somewhere yes. in earlier years then. Yes, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, I was saved. I remember um, when I was five years old and went to vacation Bible school, and I remember asking the Lord to save me Mm. and realized I was a sinner. Right. And so I know that I was saved when I was five. And so I'm thankful the Lord led me to Maranatha, and then it was hard. I was away from really far from home, Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, and then going to Guam. Wow. It was a far place to go. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're glad you're here. And, of course, still here. There's a hiatus here. I think you all were gone <laughs> for a bit. But um, uh, your your uh, love for the students and using music and as well, and that's been continuing. Um, and what point was it then that young military man came into your life? Uh, the same year that I got here. So oh, oh, in really? October, I got here in August, and then I um, saw or met Ray in October, and we were friends, and we did single activities and right. military, and even the HBBC at that time was really small. So all our extra activities like bowling or going out for ice cream was all combined because right. it was so small back then. Wow. So a lot of military was here, and then a lot of single teachers. Yeah. 
Now, I'm going to get to you, Ray, because when I get to you, you're not a lack for words. So I thought I better get Betty in now, okay? (laughs) That's my strategy today. Uh, So before we move off, uh, obviously you married Ray. We're going to get to that. But uh, you have children, so let's talk about the children, their ages, and where are they now? Okay. Well, our youngest is Shannon, and she's here. She's 25 and um, single. And then my daughter Emily is in Alaska and she's married with two um, a three-year-old and a one-year-old and they're so they're in Alaska and then my son is in uh, New Jersey and he's Robert yes and he's 28 and they were all born and here they were all born Guam. in Guam pretty much raised in Guam yes one really. was born at the Navy Hospital and the other two were at GMH wow I thought you were going to say home and then I no. was really really impressed <laughs> yeah and, so, and we had the privilege to know them back mm-hmm. in the day absolutely yes. and um, so. and Emily has the two grandchildren yes in Alaska Yes. Where you guys are headed out as this broadcast is going to be aired with big smiling faces, may I add. Mm-hmm. So and we're happy for you all. Okay, Ray, uh, talk to me how you got to Guam. Uh, I, I know the story, but I want, I want to hear it again. Okay, uh, how I got to Guam, I, uh, I first got to, Uncle Sam was the one that brought me to Guam in, in 1985. But uh, like Betty Ann, I ended up hearing about Guam from my dad, who was actually stationed up at Anderson in 1952, I believe, in, in the 50s during the uh, Korean War area mm-hmm. era. And uh, so we, we, we grew up learning about Guam and this tropical you know, island and all the, uh, you know, different unique things about Guam from him. And and, you know, it's just one of those things that impresses you as a kid, you know, that uh, one day, you know, you're going to be able to to go there. And, you know, I thought we were going to be, I was going to be able to visit Guam, you know, but, uh, you know, uh, I ended up being, uh, you know, hearing about it. And uh, I uh, joined the Air Force in 1983, and uh, I was stationed in North Dakota, uh, Grand Forks, North Dakota, for my first base. And then, uh, you know, you always have to keep a dream sheet and different things. And uh, uh, usually they send you, for your next assignment, they send you overseas. And Guam is considered an overseas base. And it was a SAC base at the time, Strategic Air Command. So I put Guam as my, on the top of my wish list. And little did I know that anybody that wants to go to Guam usually gets their wish. <laughs> and the sooner, the, uh, and sooner, than, sooner than later. Do you, you think know, that's so still the case? I do. I actually yeah. do. Yeah. I, you, you know plenty of people. I actually do. That. When they see Guam, they say they either, they've either been there and love it, you know, and, right. and want to uh, go back. Or, you know, they have some connection to Guam. And, yeah. well, mine was with, with my dad. You know, I just heard about it, you know, so. I put it on my wish list, and I got here in uh, July 1985. Wow. Now, being there then for three years, and how did Harvest come into play? Because I know there's a story there. There is a story there. Uh, Har- uh, I was uh, saved when I was nine years old later, uh, and my dad was sa- uh, saved in the same year uh, mm. uh, that I was. Uh, so he was saved later in life, and uh, and I became a Christian uh, in 1973. And where was that at? Where were you living? I, I, we were living in Oregon at the right. time. You know, I, right. uh, we lived on the Columbia River uh, near Oregon. And so, so to, you know, to make a long story short, I, uh, you know, my dad was a preacher uh, in Oregon and in Minnesota, uh, planting and watering preacher. And uh, when I got stationed at Guam, 
he he remembered Guam from his service days, and he was going to save up some money to come visit me when I was stationed out here, you know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but at that particular time, I decided that, uh, you know, I was on my own and I didn't really have any accountability. Uh, so I was, you know, I was Christian, but I didn't really want. I wanted to do things my way, and yeah. uh, and uh, then uh, you know, so I was, you know, I wasn't re- a real bad person, but I wasn't really living for the Lord and and doing doing what I should be doing. And my dad was telling me that he was going to come visit me, and then uh, then it dawned on me, well, he's going to want to go to church where I go to church, <laughs> and I hadn't been going to church, and and he was going to want to go to a really strong fundamental Baptist church, yes. and so I said, I got to find a Strong fundamental Baptist church, and I got to start going before you know uh, my dad gets here because pastor at that time would be Pastor Lewis, and he would have greeted me and my dad as first time visitors, and that would have been really awkward. So, so I started coming to uh, Harvest about you know uh, about a year before he was going to come out here, and uh, you know, and the Lord blessed that. That's how I met Betty Ann was coming to Harvest back in the '86. You know, so. uh, And how long was it before both of you got married? Then. Uh, we met in October, and we were married in June. So uh, we got married in '87. Wow. And and then you all. uh, once you got married, Betty, you continued to teach. And Ray, at what point did you get out of the service? I was I was uh, in the service till 1988. 88 on active duty, and then that's when I was uh, uh, able to. Uh, I I was always planning on making the service a career. I love the I love the military. It's it's you know been a passion of mine. Uh, I love teaching, and I love food service. And somehow I, you know, I was able, you know, that God gives you to the desires of your heart. Yeah. And uh, he was able to uh, to uh, be able to uh, give me at least two of the, sometimes all three of those things all at the same time. And uh, uh, at that particular time, I was, after we got married, she was a teacher. I was still in the Air Force. I was working as a uh, general's aide up at uh, Anderson Air Base. And uh, they asked me, well, they, they moved the Air Division to Hawaii. And uh, within like two weeks' notice, and they asked me if uh, if uh, I would uh, want to continue my career with them, or they they basically said, "Here's a blank check. You write it out the the way you want to do it. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do?" And uh, you've been a good aid for me. So the general said, "I'll sign a transfer. I'll sign whatever you want to do." And I said, "Well, I promised Pastor Lewis I'd come work for Harvest." in their food service uh ministry here if uh if as soon as i could get out of the service you know honorably and he goes and he goes if that's what you want to do two weeks later or two days later i'm sorry two days later i was out with an honorable discharge and i started working uh wow. food service at harvest in 19 october 19 1988 is when i, I did sure. that so and then how many years was that before you both ended up leaving and because you headed out for for more schooling. Yes, uh, we we were here from eighty eight to ninety four, nineteen ninety four. Mm-hmm. Then uh, you know uh, I was starting. I love I love the food service ministry here, and uh, but I also love teaching, and I started helping kids with their math after school. You know, just you right. know, just to uh, to do that. And Pastor Lewis asked me if uh, if uh, yeah, I ever you know what considered teaching in mathematics, and I said, well, that was a dream of mine way back when I'm younger. But you know, and he said, well, you need to go back and finish your school and come back and teach 
at harvest. And I said, well, I said, that sounds like a plan. So uh, we went uh, back to, in 94. Uh, I finished in 97, uh, December 97. And uh, it crammed, went to school full-time, worked full-time, raised kids full-time, you know, just, uh, and then come back to uh, harvest as a math teacher. Yeah. And that's when we got here, that's what you were teaching. Yes. And then you ended up leaving again for window. When was that? It, it, we were, I was a teacher till 2004. And then uh, Betty Ann's folks started having some mm-hmm. uh, health problems. And we, we thought it would be best if we went back and, uh, you know, uh, spent their, la- you know, uh, their last time with us, you know. So we went back for... We sold our house. We bought a house in, in Guam. We sold that, and we were we went back, and uh, never thinking we'd come back again. And and uh, we spent the, the the last years with you know her mom, and uh, her dad still is still uh, going strong. But uh, you know we were uh, we we were we missed Guam while we were there. We we worked for a small school over there. We were teachers, but we our hearts were back here on the island, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, we came back in 2010, wow. and for the third time, and yeah. uh, and the last, and uh, yeah. you know, you know. So we really and enjoyed. the kids since then, Betty have have uh, some of them. They've all gone, other than Shan, of course, is still teaching for us, and she also finished her master's, also as I recall. We did it together. And so now, in your leisure, with mm-hmm. if, if uh, you're not camping up at Taragi. Then uh, you're out taking trips to uh, to um, to Alaska. Uh, I think it's interesting. Also, talk about your um, up in Alaska, what your kids are doing up there, because it is a unique situation there with their fishing and mm-hmm. getting up there with the kids. What's that about? Well, our son-in-law um, runs a bus com- company with, with his grandfather, and then in the summers they fish all summer and they do commercial fishing, and mm-hmm. it's a family. Uh, it's kind of a lot like Guam because they run a generator, and it's in a re- kind of a remote place, mm-hmm. but beautiful, and, you know, so God's taking care of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've had a lot of um, students over the years, and many of them that were now sending their own children yes. here. What have you found to be a, a valuable benefit from using your teaching as a ministry? You look back and you think, you know, these are things that I found and seen as real help for people. What would that be? Well, I think I never thought I would be teaching this long, mm-hmm. but I do see the blessings and the benefits of, first of all, every day I get to share the Bible, the gospel, and mm-hmm. um and show that Jesus is the only way, yeah. you know. And then, but to see even high school kids that um, got married and now they're putting their kids in our school and we're seeing their grandchildren come and just to always constantly have that contact with yeah. them and at least try to, you know, share the gospel with yeah. them and let the Lord use us. Yeah. So. Well, mm-hmm. many of those um, children mm-hmm. that were here now that have grown, mm-hmm. went off to college or started businesses, and many of them that now have their children here, mm-hmm. and that's always exciting mm-hmm. to see. Ray, uh, you know, after coming back teaching, I think you still do uh, a, a touch of that, but I know your value with the food service, uh, being back in that saddle, responsible here, 
Um, how have you seen Guam change from back in the day that you first came to today? The Guam? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Guam's changed quite a bit, you know, uh, especially in the, uh, in the food service industry. We were, we were just talking about it earlier, how it was so hard to get real milk on Guam and mm-hmm. back in the, back in the eighties and the early nineties. Uh, and, uh, you know, so the uh, the uh, the food service industry has, has changed quite a bit. You know, with the with that, uh, but the uh, even with I know you mentioned too with parents today that have interest in um, healthier food for their children mm-hmm. and maybe uh, availability of candy, which which you've actually eliminated. <laughs> Pretty much, all, yeah. First of all. I know because I go in there to get some candy. I can't find it. I got to have like the special code to get the get mm-hmm. a candy bar. But and and maybe in the long haul, you know, they're all better for it. Uh, uh, harvest as a whole, also, I think, has seen changes. You know, it's not it's not 1997 or 87. It's 2016, almost to be 2017. Uh, and and yet, I think getting a point in life as we ourselves. A little bit older than you, but in the category where you look back and see the investment of time and energy into people, and it has influenced them for righteousness' sake. It has helped them, and I think education has been a real vehicle, a tool for what we're called to do in discipling people. And whether that is in the classroom or that is operationally, uh, um, Harvest is committed to bettering ourselves and. Uh, and getting it right. We don't always get it right, but desire to do so. And both of you have been a real uh, big component to that. And uh, for that, we're grateful. And it's always good to see also and hearing testimonies of those that at younger ages had come to Christ. They understood the gospel. And as they grow and mature emotionally, mentally, uh, that they again uh, renew that commitment back as a child to know this is really... um, a life changer and the progressive becoming a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. It's always great to see that. And we're glad both of you are here at Harvest. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. And we'd love to have you join us this coming week, 9.30 a.m., our children's programs at Adult Bible Fellowships, at Harvest Baptist Church, and then our regular morning worship service at 10.30 a.m. And then, as Pastor mentioned, next week, our Christmas morning service, beginning at 10.30 a.m. Christmas morning. Please join us. And thanks for listening to Harvest Time.